0: it's quite possible to end up on the wrong side of God's will. Although he is sovereign, our free wills can choose to resist him and rebel against him. But God will always have the last word in the end. He is not someone to be played with tritely. Here's Dr. Jim Bradford with more on The Central Moment. I welcome you to Central Moments today. We're beginning a three-week series out of the very last book of the Old Testament. It's the book of Malachi, a prophetic voice. Malachi means messenger. In fact, verse 1, a prophecy, the word of the Lord to Israel through the messenger, through Malachi. And we are a very late Old Testament here. Uh, the previous two prophets, the, the, the second and third last books of the Old Testament, are Haggai and Zechariah. And they, they preached and inspired the completion of the rebuilding of the destroyed temple. And now the temple is there. And uh we're into the middle of the the next century and and just coming up against that four hundred year quiet period until Jesus comes and the New Testament begins. And the temple had been rebuilt. We're not sure yet if the walls had been rebuilt under Nehemiah. Uh, Malachi may have just preceded Ezra and Nehemiah by just a little bit, but what we're struggling with everywhere today in the church is 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 that. There's this massive um, like complacency that's entered in, and uh, some of it's seen in post-COVID with people who haven't probably been in church for three years now, and uh, there's statistics, at least in America, of how you know, in the last 40 years, like 25 million people have stopped attending churches, no matter what kind of church they were. I mean, we are in this complacent period, so the temple had been rebuilt in Jerusalem, but 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 this complacency spiritually had set in. And so God's gonna start here by reaffirming the fact that he's loved and chosen uh, the people of Israel that are here in Jerusalem. He said, I have loved you, verse two, says the lord but you ask well how have you loved us and so you and they're going to keep doing this throughout malachi they're going to keep pushing back and saying i mean they sounded like my daughters when they were growing up well why dad well why and 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 it's just this sort of edge of spiritual complacency and even cynicism towards the lord that it crept in so so i say well how have you loved us and it's verse 2 the continuation of it that can be shocking at first to our ears. Was not Esau Jacob's brother, declares the Lord? Yet I have loved Jacob, but Esau I have hated, and I have turned his hill country into a wasteland and left his inheritance to the desert jackals. How have I loved you? Well, he talks about two twins born early in uh Way back in Genesis, early in Old Testament history, Esau and Jacob. Jacob's name was later changed to Israel. His 12 sons are the 12 tribes of Israel, and that is the line through which Jesus was born. The Messiah would come. His brother Esau, however, was not chosen for that. And God had chosen this before either of them could deserve it. I mean, Jacob was not a great character himself, but God had just flat out chosen Jacob. The words here are offensive to our ears. I've loved Jacob and I've hated Esau. That that would be rightfully paraphrased. Um, that that was his way of saying not like I have affection for Jacob and I just detest Esau. No, it was I have called Jacob, but I've rejected Esau. And 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 there's something about the sovereignty of God that was at play in this. It had nothing to do with their individual discerning. We we must never forget that God's in charge, not us. Uh, we 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 bow before His sovereignty, and God doesn't always have to explain Himself. However, as we go into the New Testament and see that to the line of Jacob, Jesus was born. Uh, we find the New Testament writers writing things like this, like you are a part of the called. You are a part of the chosen ones. You are a part of the called ones if you have put your faith in Jesus. And and it's clear, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That, That was central to the New Testament preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Every one of us has a free will. That free will can reject God or it can embrace him. Now, that wasn't the case with Jacob and Esau, but God did choose through Jacob to bring a Messiah to say, if you will trust in him, you are a part of the called ones. That's where our free will comes in. And our free will can reject God. Our free will can embrace him. But the fact is, because of what he did through Jesus, if we belong to him, we are the chosen ones. We are the ones that God loves. God says exactly what Malachi said to those residents in Judah, in Jerusalem. I have loved you. And in Jesus, those words scream across the centuries. I've loved you. I died for you. I gave my life for you. And if you will say yes to me, uh, you will be a part of my chosen people because you are in my son, Jesus Christ. Let it be, Lord, in our lives. Thank you. We turn our will We turn our desires, we turn our hearts to you. In Jesus' name, amen.